Welcome to Inside the Pages, presented by the Cornerstone of Grace. We are located at 524 East Pasadena Street in the city of Pomona, California. Sunday praise and worship begins at 9 a.m. Wednesday Bible study at 7 p.m. You're listening to this live as you tune in. And we believe the Bible is the word of God. Therefore, we're faithful, we're bold, we believe the best way to face opposition is by obedience to the word of God. Now, I did say if you're listening live, now, that's if you're tuning in at 7 p.m. Pacific Standard Time on this Wednesday. Truly, we thank and praise God for each of you that are listening, those of you that will be listening later, those that are listening right now, we appreciate you in uh, your presence and the fact that you are interested in fortifying your relationship with sovereign God. Sovereign God. One Lord, one faith, one baptism. Again, we want to thank you for joining the online service of the Cornerstone of Grace. If you are looking for a church home, growth and ministry, I want to invite you to join us, grow with us and be blessed with us. Now, I want you to save the dates, May 30th, 31st, June 1st. Now, I know those seem far away, but, you know, time is zooming by. And after a while, it'll be six months, five months, four months. Next thing you know, it's right at the door. And we're going to be celebrating. We're having a great celebration service. We already have speakers lined up and, and uh, songstress. And, you know, and so you want to be part of that if you're in the L.A. area. Riverside, L.A. County, San Bernardino, or, or we we have people that are preparing to travel uh, from uh, different areas to be in the service. So you can join right in. The hotel is, is close by. The, all of that information will be posted um, at the beginning of the year, the first quarter, uh, so that you can make arrangements. And so... Um, and so with that being said, let's let's have a word of prayer. Father, in the name of Jesus, we thank you, Lord, for your goodness and grace. Thank you, Lord, for your mercy. You've been good to us, Lord, and there's no question about that. You've been good to us. You've helped us through situations that we understood and things that we did not understand. Lord God, and, and so thank you. Thank you for being mindful of us. Lord, and most of you revealed yourself to us, giving us salvation, allowing us to know of your presence, your kingdom, Lord God, and that uh, life only begins here. And Lord God, so thank you. Thank you for this temporary assignment, Lord God, and thank you for the eternal assignment that you have set for us. Lord, thank you for your kindness and ask that you will continue to bless us. Lord God, help us as we go forward in your word. Ask that you would bless those that are uh, present, those that are will be present later. Ask that you would bless those that are supporting the ministry. Lord God, and ask that you would strengthen them, bless them not to feel the loss. In Jesus' name, amen. Again, I, I want to thank you uh, for your prayers and your uh, support uh, of the ministry. Now, we're going into an area here in Genesis. Um, we're, we're in the book of Genesis. We're plowing through it, and I hope that you are learning 
um, just as I am learning and relearning some things, you know, I, I am always amazed that you read the word of God and you see something and you understand something and then you go back over that same scripture and it's, it's like the light came on and it's illuminating your mind, your spirit to see more than what you saw at first. It be, you become more acquainted with, and that's what God wants us to do, is to become acquainted with him. And many people can quote scriptures, but they're not acquainted with God. There's no intimate relationship. And you want intimate relationship because intimate relationship provides understanding. And so I want to thank you for your prayer, support, the ministry. Our offerings are not one-sided, but uh, it is a two-way street. Now, we're, we're in this particular area in Genesis, and it is how, offerings is how we show our gratitude in all relationship. There's not a relationship, ladies, gentlemen, uh, understand this, and I know you know this already, but relationships um, is something that we give. Uh, both parties are giving in the relationship. And so it's a way that we show our gratitude. We reciprocate, meaning we respond, we return the favor, we give back, we reply, and we share. We share. Now, we see this demonstrated in the first few chapters of Genesis and throughout all of history as the principle or principle of giving is in practice. Even on this very day, October 25th, 2023, you are experiencing and will be experiencing just what I'm talking about. Now, you know, as well as I do, that in a relationship, if you're always giving and there is no reciprocation, there is no response. There is no returning a favor, no giving back, no replying, no sharing. Something is wrong. But ladies, don't don't be in a relationship that you are always giving. And so you're just really uh, being milked. And you're giving of your emotion, your physical, your, your finances, your mental. Um, and it's not in return. And when I say relationship and giving your physical, um, you know, that even in, uh, even in marriage, even in marriage, and I hope you're married, don't, don't give up the cookies for free, you know? Um, and so it is the same. And it's the same with gentlemen too. If you always given and she's never, um, she does not return that favor, you know, in giving, then that, that is a problem if she's a taker. And maybe she's looking for a sugar daddy, you know, and you just happen to come along. Maybe you're not as old to be called a sugar daddy, but uh, but you're you're useful. You're her boy toy. And so she takes advantage of you. So listen, now we're in the book of Genesis and we're touching what is referred to as the law of particularization, meaning from general to the particular, the universe, earth, man and spirit. We are touching the creation and the principal person who is the cosmological, the cause of all things, and the tech, uh, tech, teleological, the um, designing mind behind everything. And so the, the thought is tonight, the thought is, as we are in this particular chapter, the 22nd chapter of Genesis, verse 4 through 9, the thought, are you willing to make the sacrifice? Are you willing to make 
the sacrifice. I'm, I'm really, I'm kind of disturbed about some things because uh, people talk, lure, yeah, I think that's a good word. People lure um, others into making sacrifices that they themselves are not willing to make or not willing to do. And, you know, there are some ministries personally that I will not watch because uh, they spend the entire time fundraising. And um, they is very little. Now, uh, there are hundreds of scriptures that can be given that are words of encouragement. But the Bible tells us to edify. It tells us to to um, to instruct. It tells us to rebuke, reprove. It also tells us to encourage. And so there are, uh, you have to also understand and know what God wants. The Lord told Peter and John to go into the temple and to tell the people about this life. And so when you're watching ministry on TV, you're listening uh, to, to ministers, you want to be filled. In other words, you need to be filled with what this life is about. When the Lord told Peter and John to tell the people about this life, um, he had a particular message in mind. And you'll have to get into the book um, and, and, you know, get into the scriptures and read. Now, he told them this in the book of Acts. So you're going to have to go into the book of Acts to get uh, a good understanding. And those of you that are in the book of Luke, which is the first epistle to Theophilus, and then the book of Acts, which is the second uh, you know that there you don't know when a question is going to be asked about those things that um, are being experienced. So be prepared, be prepared, because you should be intimate in that particular area of study by now. In the book of Genesis. Now, last week, uh, Sunday, I did ask that everyone would consecrate this week, consecrate their minds in the book of, of Daniel to read the first chapter of Daniel and just to spend time in Daniel and understand what Daniel's dealing with. Because Daniel was one that believed in acknowledging God in all of his ways. As Proverbs tell us, acknowledge the Lord in all your ways and he shall direct your path. And so we should be acknowledging God so that he can direct our path. And so Daniel is a very good example of a young man who was uh, asking God to direct his path. And not only that, but he had some buddies. He had some people, some young men that he would that he also went to them uh, when it was time to pray. He, he picked up the phone. He well, not picked up the phone, but you understand what I'm saying. He knew who to call upon to, to pray with um, about the situation. And so you ought to have some prayer partners, some people that you can call and say, hey, Pray about this situation. Now, when I Daniel was praying about some things that required um, divine intervention, some of our prayers are not have nothing to do with divine in, intervention. It has nothing to do with the um, um, permissive will of God. It, some of the things are common sense, and so common sense things you don't need to pray about. They're common sense. It, you know, it, uh, let me let me simplify. Let me go to the granular of that. You know, if you don't wash your clothes, they are going to be dirty. So that's common sense. Wash your clothes. You don't have to pray, Lord, should I wash my clothes? No. Wash your clothes so that they're clean. So you're not offending anyone and you're not offensive to yourself because if you can smell yourself, then others smell you as well. 
All right. So Daniel went to God and he talked to him. And I said, just the first chapter, don't go into the second, the third, fourth, uh, through the 12th. No, no, just the first chapter. Just meditate in that first chapter because it talks about the diligence of this young man, how diligent they were and how the Lord blessed them. And, and so let's let's go on. And so we're in the book of Genesis and we we may come back to Daniel later. But right now we're in Genesis. Just wanted to remind you, though, uh, to be in the book of uh, Daniel and to read that first chapter. Read that first chapter. Now, read it out loud to everybody. Um, you know, tell your, your sons, your daughters to sit down. We're going to turn the TV, the games off. Uh, stack your phones up over here. Turn, Put your phone on mute, too, because it's, it's devotion time and read to them or have them read to you. I mean, it could go either way, you know, tell the dog to stop barking, tell, tell Fido to sit down, tell the cats and everybody to stop meowing, put them in their place. Now you say, well, you can't control that. Listen, you can control what you need to control. We do it all the time. And, and so uh, I'm reminded of when Jonah went to uh, preach the word of God and he told them, that the wrath of God was coming. I mean, he preached, I'm telling you, he made a, a few days journey. And in one day, he, the man was terrified because he tried to run from God. He tried not to do God's will. And, and I know some, I know someone like that, but God put a fire on them and they can't help it. He, he couldn't help it, but run and go the distance, even though um, when he got there and he preached, he preached to the, the city Immediately, the king and everybody immediately went on a fast, ashes. Um, they took off the king, took off his royalty and laid it down before God, figuratively speaking, because they were all fasting. And he told everyone to fast. That included the animals. The animals didn't get no food. They didn't get nothing. He wanted everyone fasting. When we go on a fast, do you have your children to fast too? Are you teaching them about fasting or are you excluding them saying, oh, we're their children? Uh, yes. And the Bible said, raise up a child in the way they should go. Now, the way my uncle, my uncle was a, a, a minister of the gospel. And when I used to go visit him, uh, visit my cousins and everybody, uh, they would, we would um, sometime when I go to church with them, they would be preparing to fast on that Sunday. And he would tell them, he would tell them, he said, listen, if you fast between these hours and he would give them a particular time to fast and then he would reward them for fasting, not complaining, not carrying on. But just because, you know, something about when you say you, you can get up in the morning and go through the entire day without thinking about food and you're fine. But as soon as you say the word fast, your flesh acts up. And all of a sudden you got a headache. All of a sudden, everything is, just, you just listen. So my uncle would do that. And I, I learned. And so he was teaching the kids how to fast. He didn't put them on a, on a 24 hour fast or a 12 hour fast, but he taught them to fast a little bit at a time until they understood what it meant. So teach your children how to fast. Um, so listen, all right. I believe you have the 22nd chapter of Genesis now. The fourth verse. Then on the third day, Abraham lifted up his eyes and saw the place far, afar off. 
And Abraham said unto his young men, abide ye here with the ass and I and I and the lad will go yonder and worship. We're going to go. We're going to go a little further. But we're going to go and worship and come unto you again. Or come again to you. And Abraham took the wood of the burnt offering and laid it upon the back of upon Isaac, his son. And he took the fire in his hand and a knife. And they both went them together. And Isaac spake unto Abraham, his father, and said, My father, and he said, Here am I, my son. And he said, Behold the fire and the wood, but where is the lamb of the burnt offering? And Abraham said, My son, God will provide himself and lamb for a burnt offering. So they went forth, or they went both of them together. And they came to the place where God had told him of. And Abraham built an altar there and laid the wood in order and bound Isaac, his son, and laid him upon the wood, laid him on the altar upon the wood. Now, a sacrifice is not a lot. Let me just let me just say that right now. Um, a sacrifice is not a lot. There, some people have what they can give, but God has no respect of person. So uh, someone may give, I'm just going to use this example. I was watching uh, the uh, a service and the gentleman over the service uh, started talking about how it started talking about numbers and he had people giving like five hundred, six hundred and fifty three dollars. And, you know, because if they lined up with this particular scripture and took these numbers and gave this dollar amount and, um, you know, that that a miracle would happen in their life and and all of this sort of stuff. Now, there is no question about giving that that it is uh, uh, that is a method, uh, the God's way of being blessed. And, and so um, but what he was telling the people and what he was painting to them was that if they gave this specific amount, this enormous things would happen in their life. Now, I don't know because I didn't talk to any of them people, but I know if you didn't have six hundred fifty three dollars and you gave what you had, meaning a dollar. God is not unfaithful. And now you may have read the read of the testimony of the woman who who gave what she had, which was a mite. Uh, and people have preached and talked about the widow's mite. We're not going to go too far into that this, this evening, but a sacrifice is not a lot, but it is meaningful. The sacrifice that you make and you can exchange the word offering uh, is interchangeable, but it, it is meaningful. A sacrifice, whether financial, such as a general offering, the purchasing of a product, you know, like we sell um, uh, CLG, uh, we sell T-shirts, CLG, Cornerstone of Grace, um, uh, books and, you know, other sell music. And, and that's a way of supporting the ministry so that um, so that the, the pastor, the burden of the ministry is not placed upon one individual. And so those are ways of making offerings and sacrifices as well. Believers, believe it or not, believers, us, we have purchased many places of worship. And we look at churches and we see some that are very beautiful and we see others that are not. And 
Yes, I'd said that, yes. <laughs> but it's the spirit that's in it. No, listen, listen. I know it's the spirit that's in it. But I'm talking about when you're able to do something and you don't. And God never asks us to do anything that we're not able to do. He said, I won't put more on you than you could bear. So God won't do that to you. But men will. People will. But God won't. And so there is a difference. Now, if people have respect unto God, they won't do it either. And it doesn't matter if you, the Bible said, if you give a prophet a glass of water, that you'll receive a prophet's blessing. I drink a lot of water. No, <laughs> no, um, <laughs> water's good for you. And I, I'm just kidding. But listen, the Bible says that, that if you give a, a prophet a glass of water, so even if you bring a glass of water, you know, um, that makes a difference and you need to understand that. Okay, so listen, I said that many places of worship um, that we have we have um, built it. We have we have enormous churches. Now, let me say, let me make clear what I'm saying, because I want nobody to say, oh, they got they got these big, beautiful edifices. No, actually, no. I, when I'm when I say that we have built many beautiful and large places of worship, let me tell you what I'm talking about. We built the Nike store. <laughs> we built Core Michael Kors. <laughs> we have built uh, Dooney and Burke, Gucci. Uh, coach, you know, and that's just to name a few. Now, I know those are not really worship places, but when it comes down to it, and I can say this because I've been with people and I've heard sisters talking about how they were saving money to go and buy uh, those type of items at different locations and different things. I, I went one time with someone to a coach store, no, to a Gucci store, and the store was full of people that was buying. They didn't mind spending what they had. I don't know if they saved for it or if they were spending their last bit, but they were spending their money to get a $1,700 purse. And I've even seen purchase, purses that cost um, $100,000. And you can find that. You can go online and see just about anything. But I went to the stores. I went to the store. And so, you know, we have spent money. Uh, not just many of us, many have spent money and that money has built other entities. But when it comes down to God, what is the holdback? What is the withdrawal that we have? I know people that are driving vehicles that uh, that they shouldn't be driving. The, the payments are too high. Um, payments are based upon your your credit and score and different things. And so if you have a high payment, you know, you probably when before you signed the final paper and drove off with it, you should have stopped and said, no, I'm going to suffer it out for a little while and, and get something that I can really handle, um, you know. And so there are different things that we need to think about financially. And we're not going to go into a financial meeting tonight, but um, such as when you you should never spend more than what you make in a year. You should only spend maybe a third um, at all uh, on a five-year uh, car payment. But listen, we won't we won't go too more too much more into that. There's nothing wrong with purchasing. There's nothing wrong with buying things. You should reward yourself. But if God asks for something, are we willing to give? Like we're so willing to make those other purchases. There are people that have collection of things. 
But if you talk about giving unto the Lord, there, there's a little resentment there. And, and so and, and they can look around and see that what they're what they're what they have or what they're giving is going. No one questions what Mr. Um, the CEO of Disneyland is doing with the money and then we hear about what he's doing with, with the money and stuff. But that's not really our business and our concern. That's his lifestyle. And that's his business. He, he'll answer to God for what he does, just like everyone else will. But the Bible said that there was a man who made a lot of money and he built many barns. And I find this very terrifying. I find it very scary. And the Bible said he, he made a lot of money. He built many barns and he he made so much money. that He said, oh, man, I, I need to build me another barn. I need to uh, build me another storehouse. And that night he died. That night, the Lord said, our food, your, your soul is required of you. And he didn't know that that even though he had all that money, it didn't he couldn't buy his way out of the situation. He couldn't. He was stacking it all up. And there's no record of that. He did any good to for anybody in what he had. So when we look at making sacrifice, are you willing to give? Are you willing to make the sacrifice as others are? There are people that are that know the word of God. They know and they tithe and they give offerings unto the Lord uh, for their businesses. And God has blessed their business. That has nothing to do with their salvation because because there are universal laws in place that God has established. And so let's go on. Now, gentlemen, you're not excluded from the list of toys that we that we just mentioned about the, uh, uh, the purses, a coach or Gucci or, or Michael Kors or anything. Maybe you have a Michael Kors watch. I don't know. But listen, you're not you're not excluded from those toys. Um, but that you are willing to sacrifice to obtain. A brother was about to lose his home. And remember, we talked about some common sense as well. A brother was about to lose his home. He was going to cause his family to suffer. And at the same time, he has a 64 Chevy sitting in the backyard because he used to be a low rider. Now he's saved and he got this low rider sitting there and he's thinking about his low rider. And, you know, and it's just sitting in the backyard collecting dust. And he's about to lose the home. But he didn't want to sell the car. Common sense says, what's more valuable, having a roof over your wife's and your children's head? Or are you holding on to that car that's now setting up and is eventually going to just rust away because you don't have the money to, to restore it uh, back to its beauty? It was restored once before, but now it's just setting up. What are you going to do? Eventually, he listened to the voice of reason, the voice of common sense, and he sold it. He kept his family safe and secure so they could shelter the storm that they were going through. Are you willing to make the sacrifice? His flesh was saying, no, don't sell this car. But his spirit man was was struggling. And finally, one of his friends said, man, you know, talk some sense into him. I don't know what words he used, but you know, when we talk to our buddies, when we talk to our friends, we can use vernacular that, that we may not use any other place. We can say things a certain way that we may not say it any, um, any other way. We don't have to be as professional in our dialect um, when we're talking to our friends. We could be straightforward. 
And so I believe um, the person that was straightforward with him, he sold the car and saved his family from being out in the cold and maybe say, and saved a lot of headache for his marriage too. Are you willing to make a sacrifice? Now the church itself is built on sacrifices. Lives are saved because of the sacrifices someone has made. Yes, lives are saved that way. And you need to think about that. I was in Hong Kong a few years ago and I met a pastor that was there when China was um, was had strict rules and regulations. And while he was there, he started the church. It was just him, his wife, and they're part of a large organization. And we're not going to get into organizations tonight, but uh, but. He was part of an organization. They had him there in China to, to start to work in the ministry. And um, and I heard his testimony. Um, his testimony, um, I met him and, his te- and he gave me his testimony and stuff. And he had to sleep in the bathroom of the building uh, because one property and stuff is so high. You, you can't just go there like you can in other places and buy a home or anything. He slept in the bathroom of the building that he was renting for the church. Now that was when he started out those years ago. And that was many years ago because they're not under the same restriction as they were then. Uh, that church's many lives have been saved. Many lives have been changed. You know, when I went to that service, they were, uh, they had grown to over 2000, um, members and people attending service. They have multiple services now, but it didn't start out that way. It started out because of a sacrifice that was made by one individual. The church is built upon sacrifices. Now, I grew up in a in church and, and we paid for that building under the auspicism of the Holy Ghost as a spirit that was leading our pastor. And so we did different things that, that, um, that they that she grew up doing and learned to do. We sell chicken dinners, barbecue dinners, had fish fries, car washes on Saturdays. We was out there washing cars, and it didn't bring in a lot, but it brought in enough. It brought in it brought in something, and we had various fundraisers, and and that's how I got into the uh, doing graphics for T-shirts was because of the fundraising. And I remember my very first t-shirt that I created, I took a Tupperware top, you know, the, the plastic container top, and I drew a circle and I grew a globe on it. And I, I hand, hand drew this with a marker at the kitchen table in about five minutes. And then around it, I, I wrote it uh, that God is great. And no, no, God is good and all the time. Something, I don't remember the exact phrase, but I think you know the phrase. And I, so I sold t-shirts. This is stuff that we did to help raise money for the church, you know, because all the time you don't have, but you have a talent. So offerings or sacrifices don't have to come from the family purse. With four children in the house, a family, you know, raising a family, a making sure that 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 everybody was 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 taken care of and stuff you raise and you do things and you can do this even for your own self and i and i hope that you are and that you will use your talents 
use your talents, even for yourself. And with your asking God, remember that, that and the Bible said, acknowledge him in all your ways and he'll direct your path. And so um, we did various things to raise money and paid off the church, the church that I grew up in. My God sister, a uh, young lady is over that ministry right now, but um, we paid off that building, paid off that mortgage in a lesser time than what it would have taken. Those little things of you paying $10 extra on your mortgage or $10 extra or $5 extra on your car note against the principal makes a big difference when it comes down to uh, paying that off in a shorter period of time than what you have um, signed the agreement for. So the church, the church is built upon sacrifices. It's built. Souls are saved because of sacrifices. And so when we talk about sacrifices, we, we can look at a few right here in Genesis, the third chapter in the 17th verse. It says, and unto Adam, he said, because thou hast hearkened unto the voice of thy wife and has eaten of the tree of which I command thee, saying thou should not eat of it, curse is the ground for thy sake. A sacrifice. Adam, uh, we could say mercy, but Adam was 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 disobedient. And for various reasons, uh, Adam chose to sigh and to listen to the, his wife instead of listen to God. And the ground was cursed. And he had to eat from the ground. The, the 21st verse says, unto Adam also and his wife did the Lord make coats of skin and clothe them. So a sacrifice was made. The human flesh, they were not destroyed. They did die. They died. They died. Yes, they died. No, not like in the movies. They didn't fall down and then become get back up as the walking dead. But the connection that they had with God was severed. It was severed. And so that's why we tarry now for the spirit of the Lord. We God fill us with your spirit and we seek God to be filled with his spirit. And, and when we get into a conversation talking about the Holy Ghost, we'll talk more about that. And you need the Holy Ghost. That, that's the connection that we have with God for our soul salvation. Adam and Eve lost that connection. That was the death. It was a spiritual death. And so they lost. And so a sacrifice was made to, to save uh, humanity. All right. Genesis 4, the third verse and the fourth verse is, and in the pr process of time, it came to pass that Cain brought of the fruit of the ground an offering unto the Lord. And Abel, uh, he also brought of the firstling of the flock and of the fat thereof. And the Lord had respect unto Abel uh, to his offering. And so offerings is something that is part of our salvation. It is part of. Now, Cain brought fruit of the ground and the Lord did not like it. So we have to know what to offer unto the Lord. And the reason why is you can find it right there in the verses that we read in the third chapter because the ground was cursed. Now, even though that man would eat from the ground, he could have taken that that produce and went and purchased a sacrifice from Abel and brought that unto the Lord. 
And so the Lord told him um, that if you do well, then you'll you'll be accepted. Now, if you recall on Sunday, this past Sunday, we talked about the fact that are we willing to do it God's way? It's very important that we do things God's way. That's why it's important that we acknowledge him in any relationship. You're going to ask that young lady what she like. Well, what do you like to eat? And, you know, she she don't like lobster. She don't like crab. It's that, all of that stuff is messing, especially if it's half cooked. And, and so she may not like that. But she might like um, some fried fish. She might like a particular fish. She might like some whiting. She might like catfish. Uh, you know, and so you're going to ask her, what does she like? And she's going to ask you, what do you like? And you're going to tell her. And so therefore, there's an exchange and, and you're going to do what it takes to to make her happy by giving him or her what they like. Well, by acknowledging God, we're asking him, what does he like? Lord, how do you want it done? so that it will be acceptable to you. As the church was being entire, was being established for an entire year, I, I had to put forth monthly obligation as well as the churches uh, uh, while waiting and inviting people to church. I recall one brother that came to church and, and it just so happened that after it was a high service and after ministering the word of God, I sat down, I didn't think about asking if there was anyone that would like to give offering or anything like that uh, for the for the work of the ministry that, you know, which keeps the lights on, which keeps the building, the rent paid and all of that kind of stuff. And the brother, as he met me and he was like, man, he said, you didn't ask for an offering. You didn't ask for anything. And eventually I have to explain to him that the church is not built upon um, just your attendance, just like you don't uh, squat. You know, they call it squatting. You move into a home and you just take it over and now it becomes your home and you got mail going to it and all that kind of stuff and can't nobody put you. No, no, you don't squat a church, <laughs> you know, um, their responsibility. And so they not knowing he did not know that the lights and the, the rent and everything of the church is paid. It was a sacrifice that was being made that makes it possible for him to be there. It's same as it is even today. Sacrifices are made. And so my mother of the gospel taught us well that God needs you, but you need him more. So sacrifices are made. Like the Lord, nothing from nothing leaves nothing, but something always has a return. And I'm going to let you marinate on that for a while. The Bible says, and as we've been reading the 26th, the 22nd chapter of Genesis then on the third day, Abraham lifted up his eyes and saw the place afar off. And Abraham said unto his young men, abide here with the ass and I and the lad will go yonder and worship and come again to you. Now, Abraham is going to the place that God or that the Lord is leading him to go. And we need to be sensitive to what God is saying, sensitive to the leading of his spirit. And in that sensitivity, we need to be consistent. We need to be consistently learning, consistent with our ears open, consistent with our eyes open so that we can see or hear what he is saying. Isaac and his dad are on their way. And, and so dad is leading his son, the man with him to a place where, uh, where he can and he's willing to give back to the Lord. 
Now, giving is part of the worship service. It is an integral part. It's the basic, fundamental essentials that you, that you now are clearly, I believe you understand and know, part of our belief, service and salvation. Abraham doesn't nod his head. And many people have said in service, and I've watched this uh, in services and, and as I visit other churches, I uh, go places and they nod their head. Yeah, that's right. I get it. You know, uh, they make statements. Amen. And a grin yeah, um, with what is said or requested. But uh, there is no immediate action to honor the Lord. And our, our actions is what honor him, not our words. But many people are saying amen. It's, many people are, are not in the head, but actions. Uh, the Bible speaks about being a hearer of the word and being a doer. And, and so it's based upon what we do, not just about what we hear, but are we doing it? I, I preached a message at, at a church not too long ago. And to everyone there listening and they heard it said, take it up a notch. Uh, it, step up your game. You know, there are different variations of saying that if you if you're an athlete and you're on the football field and your coach tell you to take it up a notch, he's telling you that you need to come up and do better than what you're doing. He's telling you to use more aggressive. He's telling you to be more assertive. He's telling you to hit harder. He's telling you to run faster. He's telling you to uh, pour yourself into it and get some more results. And that's what we need to do with the Lord. We need to pour ourselves out. Now, remember, I, I used the word uh, uh, reciprocate. You're not going to be God given. You're not going to pour more into what you, what you're um, into the work of the ministry and pastors. Uh, understand this: that the Bible tell us, and, and I lean upon this. Uh, this is not a crutch, but sometimes I, I need some support. And so this is a support. Uh, he said, be not weary in well-doing because you'll reap in due season if you don't faint. And so you may be making sacrifices and doing things and, and, and speaking out to encourage the saints to, to do things and to give and to be prayerful and to be consistent. And I'm praying with you. My heart goes out for you as well. Um, you know, for those that are, because I've been there, done that and know and still there. And praying, Lord, at the end of the day, Lord, I hope they got it. I hope they got it and they act upon it. I hope they got it, Lord, so you can bless them. But listen, Abraham, he didn't just nod his head. He didn't make a statement green with God. But he took immediate action to do what God was asking him to do to honor the Lord. And Abraham, the sixth verse said, and Abraham took the wood of the burnt offering and laid it upon Isaac, his son. And he took the, the fire in his hand and a knife, and they went both of them together. Now, he took the wood of the burnt offering. Now, that wood didn't just appear. It didn't just come from nowhere. That wood had to be, it had to be selected. They needed the right wood for kindling. It had to be chopped. It had to be bundled. It had to be tied together for the journey. Now, Isaac must have been in pretty good shape to carry the bundle that was suitable for the sacrifice because they had an ass with them and that ass was carrying the wood and other stuff that whatever they may have needed. But when they got to that particular place, he took it, they left the, they left the ass behind and he put that wood up on the back of, of Isaac. That, that had to be uh, enough wood. 
it had to be enough wood. Now, listen, the fire was prepared. It was already lit. So there was not a delay or a hesitation in making a sacrifice. The fire was lit because uh, the scripture said he took the fire in his hand and a knife. So the fire was lit. And Isaac spoke to his father. Now, wait a minute, dad, I, I see. I, I see that you I'm, listen, I see the wood and I see the fire. Where is the lamb? I, I'm used to seeing you with a lamb that has been prepared for the sacrifice. And so Isaac was aware of the offerings. Now he's watching, he's thinking, he's trying to understand exactly what is happening here. I see all of this. And so people, people come to church and they wait to see, they wait and see the wood has been prepared. Oh man. And you know what? Pastor really preached and, and pastor really taught and pastor did and the spirit of the Lord moved the fire, you know, and they experienced the fire, but there's no sacrifice. They don't have any sacrifice. They didn't come with a sacrifice. They're not thinking about a sacrifice or anything. The fact is they didn't, matter of fact, they didn't bring the wood and they didn't bring a fire. When you go to a service and you got to be told to give God some praise, if you go to the service and you got to be pumped up, come on, y'all, you know, you could have been dead. Yes, you could have. And you should, you already know that within yourself. I hope you do. You know, I trust that you do because you have some common sense about yourself. You don't have to be told to give sovereign God praise. That is the whole purpose of going to the worship service. The whole purpose of being in the service is to honor the Lord. And he's the audience. We are not the audience. When we come into the house of God, it's not to sit down, get comfortable, put our arm on the back of the pew or anything like that. You know, and I... I Ministers that get up and when they up, they want everybody to, to, to be all demonstrative with them. And then when they don't have the mic, they sit there with their arm. Listen, they they don't move. They sit in there like a, a, a doorstop. I'm, I'm one of those ministers that will I won't point you out and call your name, but I think you'll know when I'm talking to you. Because we don't we don't play that with sovereign God. No. Uh, let everything to have birth, praise the Lord. Not just when you have a microphone, you ought to get with everybody. And so listen, listen. Abraham said, my son, God will provide himself a lamb for a burnt offering. So they both went together. They both went up there. Now, some take this that we'll leave it all up to God. But recall the initial request. The initial request was, uh, that God said to him is take now thy son, thy only son, whom thou lovest. I know how dear Isaac is to you. He he's from you and Sarah and he love you, love you some Sarah. Everybody doesn't like something, but everybody loves Sarah Lee. Now that's an old commercial. Uh, listen, that uh, cake, Sarah Lee cake, listen. And get these in the land of Morah. <laughs> And offer him there for a burnt offering upon one of the mountains, which I, I want you to offer. And he was told to, so he was told to bring an offering. Our responsibility is to respond. Our responsibility is to respond to whatever God is telling us. And we know that the church is built upon sacrifices. We know this. What are we doing about it? 
What are you doing about it? And I'm not talking about taking your rent, your mortgage, your car payment or nothing like that. I'm not telling you to do anything like that. I don't believe in that. I do believe that we prepare and we do things. Um, when we were Cornerstone, when we started out, at that time, I, I went to work and um, and I asked the staff, people that I knew, and this is why it's important for us to have a good rapport with people at work. You know, don't, don't go to work acting like a hellion and then they find out you go to church and you you there raising hell and acting all unseemly and flirting with people and, and touching things you should people you should not be touching, ladies or gentlemen, taken from the company, acting all lackadaisical, not putting in the work that you should be doing or anything like that, but set a good standard. And you, you'll see that as you read uh, the first chapter in the book of Daniel. And I asked the people to make a sacrifice, an offering for the church, and that their name would be placed upon a brick. So they were buying bricks as a sacrifice for the church. And, and so that was the so that money, the funding that came in at that time was not from my immediate pocket. But it was through the fact that I asked others for an offering and then presented that offering unto the Lord. So see, there are a number of ways of doing things that we have to think. We always talk about we 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 talk about outside the box. But even though we make that statement, are you thinking outside of what your normal actions are? I want you to sit down and think of a plan of action. Think of a plan of action. Now, I, I make this request often. I'm going to make it again in a few minutes here. And that is that you would share the link to our services with others. Share the link to the, of the show so that people will hear uh, the word of God, hear the gospel. Hear the gospel. Now, you know, when you're saying something right, you know, when stuff is right, because the opposition grows, the opposition grows. And, you know, and I don't give vent to the opposition. Uh, no, because God is more powerful than the opposition. A matter of fact, I was teaching someone and telling them how there is a stronger angel that is going to bound Lucifer and put him in the bottomless pit where he will remain until God looses him again. And so um, as we go on and go forward, listen, the Bible said, and they came to the place where God had told him of, and Abraham built an altar there and laid the wood in order and bound Isaac, his son, and laid him on the altar on the wood. All right, I'm going to stop right there. And, and, and so let's have a word of prayer. Father, in the name of Jesus, well, God, we thank you for the teaching of your word this, this evening and reminding and asking the question that, that should stir up the hearts of everyone. What are you, what are you willing to sacrifice? What sacrifice are you willing to make? We know that some are sacrificing their own hearts in this moment. Some are willing to sacrifice and to present uh, what is needed for the support of ministry. Others are sacrificing not to you, but for the furthering cause of the ministry. 
in the in what they say and what they do is yet furthering the ministry. Lord God, and so we thank you for those that are sharing the link. That we, Lord God, those that are encouraging others to tune in to listen. Lord God, we thank you right now for your kindness. Just pray and ask, Lord God, that you would bless each one that has joined in, each one that is listening. We thank you, Lord God, for everyone. Thank you, Lord God, for everyone that is hearing your word being proclaimed this evening. Lord God, and we just pray and ask that you would bless and strengthen your ministers, the pastors, the missionaries, evangelists, teachers, everyone that have laid their hand, that have been called to lay their hand up on the gospel plow. Lord God, we thank you for your kindness. We thank you, Lord God, for uh, how you have opened doors and opened opportunities for us in Jesus' name. I ask that you remember anyone that is sick among us. Lord God, that you would bless them, Lord. Lord Jesus, that you will continue to lift them up and to elevate them in Jesus' name. We'll be careful to give your name the praise and to give you the glory. Lord God, we'll honor you in the life that we live. We'll honor you, Lord God, in the things that we say and do. Lord Jesus, we ask you blessings in Jesus' name. Amen. All right. Be blessed. Again, share the word of God with someone else. Uh, love upon someone. You know, that's a way of loving someone is that we share, we share. And as in all relationships, there is a sacrifice that is made and there is a continual sacrifice to be made. Be blessed. Continue to pray for us as we are praying for you in Jesus name. Amen.